on Inside Black and Gold. One more segment here on this special mailbag edition, bi-week edition. You know, one thing we were talking about in the last segment, uh, St. John Butler says, let's not compare DA to Tom Coughlin. I'm not, I'm not comparing them. I'm just comparing, like, there was a lot of hate going at Tom. Like, like oh, there yeah. was... What, what, until he won in the playoffs, everyone's, everyone's like, he's not going to win. He can't win. That's all I'm saying. And on suddenly he go, he makes a run in the play. Like they were a wild card team that for the, in 2008, right? Like no one believed they could go win a Super Bowl. And then after that, it was like, ah, oh, he's the answer. He's got a lifetime contract. As long as he wants to stay, he'll stay. Um, and like that's, I think that's what people are afraid of with DA, honestly, <laughs> is that he wins enough games and then suddenly, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not, as coaches, I'm not comparing them. I'm just talking about situationally. The thing here, Demetrius Ramsey says, Eli Manning was way better than Carr. And I'm going to stop you right there because the stuff that Derek Carr has had said about him his entire career, like it's a lot of empty yards. He's not good enough in the red zone. He can't win big games. Everyone said that about Eli Manning basically his entire career. So like, I actually think they're very similar quarterbacks, except one's name is Manning. So everyone was like, okay, he's definitely, you know, one, they're, they're both legacy quarterbacks, right? Like they both have brothers who were number one picks too, uh, or number one picks. Like Eli was a number one pick, but Peyton was a number one pick. But, you know, Derek obviously succeeded David, who <laughs> the, the the best biggest record he has is <laughs> he holds the NFL record for the most sacks in a season and the second most sacks in a season. Poor guy. Yikes, right? Um, you want to talk about shell shock. But yeah, I think they have a little, a, a little more in common than you might think, uh, especially in today's NFL where there's not many quarterbacks that don't really run. Like that that scramble, man, that scramble where he got nine yards of it. And it was like, how many quarterbacks in the NFL turned that into like a 30, 40-yard gain? You know what I'm talking about? No, I'm trying to think. I, I'm it, just, was like, uh, it was like a third and 10 in the first half, and he got nine of it and then got caught from behind and kind of got dragged down, and they ended up punting. And it's like, but the... How like so go go around the NFL and just kind of say like okay yeah. how many of these quarterbacks would have that would have been like a thirty to forty yard run right whether it's Josh Allen whether it's Lamar Jackson you know it, it, even Baker Mayfield like like Derek is a good athlete but not from a mobile perspective like when he starts to run you're like God why aren't you faster than that <laughs> come on. <laughs> Uh, you're a professional athlete, man. Have some respect. You see, um, recently the the post though somebody put out was like comparing the first whatever X amount of games from Derek Carr, and then they put it like against Steve uh, Steve Young, Troy yeah. Aikman, and I forget who else. But I mean, his numbers are comparable, but it's it's really hard to to just look at numbers. Yeah, no, and, and to me, that's the that's. That's the thing for me. It's just frustrating to know that those yards are available and you can't get them. It's like they're locked in a box, right? Like a lot of teams are able to access those yards, but the Saints are not. And it's a disadvantage. There's just there's no way around it. It's a major disadvantage that the Saints have accepted is that we do not have, we do we do not have a system where we think the quarterback should have to be able to access those yards, those hidden yards in a game where that Josh Dobbs found, right? That, that Trevor Lawrence found, that Tyson Bajan found, right? We are not trying to access those yards and our offense has to succeed in spite of that. That's a disadvantage. You know, the, 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 the lions are doing the same thing with Jared Goff. It's just something that you're going to accept that type of quarterback 
that can't really run, then you're going to have to live with it. Well, then you, if you do have that quarterback that can take off, you sh- he should be his accuracy, you know, precision should be like super duper, you know, uh, cutting edge top right. of the league kind of thing. Then if you, if you got to compensate exactly. kind of thing, if you were, if you can't do that, if you can't right. access those yards, then you have to be elite in terms of diagnosing defenses and, and getting the ball out against the blitz. And that's, what's frustrating is cause like, I don't see that. I, I like, I, I don't, I don't see like, like the baseline of a quarterback who can run around and do stuff is so much higher because you can you, like Kyler Murray against the Falcons. He, Holy crap. Right. It was, I, that was I, a video I, game. Right. He looks like Super Mario. Like, yeah, yes, he does run like Super. I, like I, 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 I put out a tweet, uh, like and not even like post mushroom Super Mario, like the no. small version. Just like he's just so like locked up. He kind of runs like Taysom Hill in that way, where it's like all legs and the upper body just stays perfectly still the whole time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and it's frustrating, and that's why like people, oh, there's the, the talk right now is, oh, maybe they can go draft Jaden Daniels. I would love to see the Saints draft Jaden Daniels. I absolutely would. As long as the idea is he's not starting right away. That is like my take that I will not give up on is the idea that quarterbacks have to start immediately as a rookie is absolutely unequivocally wrong and it ruins careers. Um, A lot of the time. Yeah. Like, you know, it's very rare that I think someone comes in and just immediately able to you know adapt so easily without getting rattled right like cj stroud is the exception he's not the rule and like i would love a quarterback like Jaden daniels i would love you know like i I don't want us to have him to come in and immediately be that guy i also you know i do get nervous about guys getting hurt right that's always the kind of catch 22 of of okay well you can run but what happens that time they they catch you (laughs) you know um and so like i think Jaden for is a guy who's gonna have to bulk up a little bit at the NFL level. And so maybe give him a year, right? Let him, let him kind of get acclimated. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think that the saints would be foolish to avoid the quarterback position in this draft. And again, it's not about replacing Derek this next year. It's about, no. you have That's an opportunity. You have an opportunity to draft a quarterback and not have to play him right away. Right. Cause you're paying it. You're paying the price to have that to have that opportunity. Yeah. To me the Lions had that perfect scenario where they were able to get a guy like Hendon Hooker who needed that red shirt year, you know what I mean? Yeah, right. And so like you got Jake Hayner, you know, he's a he's an intriguing guy but you know, I don't think anyone's going to balk at upgrading if, you know, there's a gift for example, Jaden's still there in the second round and you really like him. Um, Hopefully like like Hayner could be our kind of like Dobbs, you know, in case of emergency he could come in and and do something, but yeah, I don't see Hayner as a, a starter in the NFL. I mean, one of the, that's a bad that's a bad comparison because <laughs> because because one <laughs> of the reasons that Dobbs is Dobbs he is well, no, I mean it's not even being a rocket scientist; it's being a six year NFL veteran. But he's still a, been a backup or a third stringer his 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 career, and that's helping him. Is my point? Like Jake's never played an NFL game. No, so I'm just saying. Hopefully, down the line, he could be that dude for the Saints. I, I don't know. I'm oh, just like, oh, you mean like in the future? Yeah, I'm not saying you know bring him in now and he's going to run rampant. Yeah, for Jake, because that's it's probably like all he could do at the moment. Yeah, for Jake, it's like the first question is, can you be a backup? <laughs> and then if you can prove that you can hang around as a backup, then we'll see if you can be a starter. But like you know, I think Taylor Heineke is a good example of like a guy who 
is just good enough to be a backup. Probably isn't yeah. good enough to be a starter, but he's going to be, you know, he's going to make a whole lot of money. You know, like that's not the worst thing in the world to be is a guy who's just, you know, look at Andy right now. You think Andy's mad about his situation? No. It's like, yeah, keep paying me. I'll keep showing up. I'll hold the clipboard. You want me? Yeah. You want me to hold the clipboard? Cool. You want me to start? Cool. Whatever you need. I got you. Who was the, uh, what was the guy's nickname? Uh, his nickname was Clipboard Jesus. Do you know who I'm talking about? Not um Chase Daniel, huh? It wasn't Chase Daniel. He had okay. long hair. All right. The Charlie Whitehurst. Google. It was Charlie uh, Whitehurst. <laughs> Clipboard Jesus. And uh, let me, I'll share, I'll share my screen so that you can appreciate how apt this nickname is. The locks flowing. They really are. Look at this. Is there, has there ever been a better nickname than Clipboard Jesus for this man? Um, anyway. It's a good it's, it's uh, a good living. Right. Like no one's complaining about being a backup quarterback, right? You you know, when you get in the game, you like look at Jameis, right? Like the, the bar is so much lower because you're just like, man, he gave him a chance. Win. Right? That's all you have to do is not go <laughs> go in and maybe, you know, if you win. A game as a backup, you're a friggin' hero. If you lose, everyone's like, well, he's the backup. That's why he's the backup. <laughs> so, I don't know. Right, that's like, what you can fall back on easily, right? Like, like the Giants lost by like 40 to the Cowboys, and everyone's like, yeah. Yeah, DeVito. What happens when you start Danny DeVito? <laughs> and uh, here's one that says, Red T, this draft is QB heavy. If JD5 slips down to us and we don't take him, I'll never forgive the Saints. <laughs> <laughs> we passed on Lamar and now JD5. Well, we haven't done it yet. So don't. <laughs> um, no, I mean, yeah, I, I think if, if I really hope that, you know, it's like, and I, I'm not as doom and gloom as everybody is. Like, you know, again, like I said in the beginning, winning, winning is winning. Like, winning the division is winning the division, and no one's going to apologize for it. Right. Like, it's, it's just, you know, as a, as a fan base, a home playoff game is cool and you should enjoy it while it happens. But I, I do hope that this season is being looked at with clear eyes in that regard and that you're not going to like, don't try to pull the wool over people's eyes and pretend that like a nine and eight season with this schedule and this talent level on offense and defense is a success story. And we should all be like, no, this isn't, there's no changes needed. We shouldn't be looking for the next quarterback. We shouldn't be looking for upgrades at offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, whatever. That would frustrate the hell out of me. And I think fans should have every right to, to say that, no, this is, this is organizational malpractice because like, it's, it's obvious what's going on there. And, and sure, like things, things could get better, but I think, you know, we're, ha- we're 10 games into a season like people are like what's the what's the definition of this team what's the what's the story of this team like this has been defined this team has been defined uh, can, they, can they get better right it's inconsistent can they get better sure can they get hot sure but can the they get ice that, cold yep yeah the, well the idea that there's growing pains that this we just haven't seen the full form yet that it's like oh well they just need more time no that's not the story like you you've seen what this team is and and while you have a chance this year to maybe maybe get hot and, and make something happen because that's the luxury look at Tom Brady right like the Patriots won all these Super Bowls right they they made the playoffs so many times I don't think they necessarily had the best team every year but they had the best playoff team and they never had to worry about making the playoffs because the AFC East was the worst division in football for so long like no one talks about it because it had the Patriots in it 
But that doesn't mean the division wasn't hot garbage, which it was. Um, and it's now it's funny because it's completely flipped. Now there's the other three teams in the division are good, and the Patriots are, are going to fire Bill Belichick probably. But yeah, I mean, like the idea that you would go into the draft and say we've got it all figured out. We don't we we don't need to invest at the most important position would be foolish. The thing that I'll say is I still have it still has not been proven empirically that the Saints would know the right quarterback if it was there. Because you've never, I mean, what what, what what quarterback has this regime drafted? Now, it's like their claim to fame is wanting to draft Pat Mahomes. Wanting to, right. <laughs> wanting to. <laughs> like, and they won't stop talking about it. Sean will go to his grave telling that story. I knew, I knew he was the guy. Well, you didn't. You, you we didn't. Were just you about to take him. You weren't bold enough to go up and trade up for him. So, because uh, the Chiefs were. Um, anyway, it's. So like that's the thing. Like I just don't know how, where do where are they projecting Jaden Daniels already in the NFL draft? I I still think early second, really. Um, which early second at this time means high first <laughs> next. <season. laughs> like Bravo, he's right? He's getting kind of the same. He's getting the Anthony Richardson treatment right now, right? You know, I I just noticed we're both wearing white shirts. This is not planned. It's our uniform. Yeah, exactly. All right. So a couple more questions here. Saint for Life says Caden Ellis has two sacks. He hasn't done much this year. I, I honestly like I can't tell you. I'll have to I'll start watching more Falcons games now. Right. That, yeah, I'm getting ready to to go, you know, for the Saints play the Falcons, but I I couldn't tell you high or low in terms of how they have played on defense. But yeah, I mean, I think everyone you know, Trey Hendrickson is a guy that everyone's like, oh, he got away and suddenly he's great. Uh man, he got hurt. You saw that one? Yeah, he got hurt. Um that was terrible. Uh, I, I think everyone's kind of looking at Caden Ellis the same way. I, I don't know. I think Caden is a good player, but they overpaid him. And so now he has the he has the task of living up to that contract, and it's going to be tough to do. Um, but yeah, I'm rooting for him. I like the guy. He's a great, great kid. Uh, I call him a kid. He's not that young. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking here. He he does he's tied for the team lead in tackles with 73. That's pretty good. Yeah. But I mean he's an every down linebacker, right? Four tackles for loss, two, a pass defense. That's all right. Nothing. I mean, yeah, but you would expect, obviously, for the, the contract he got, he would have had, I don't know, at least six sacks, I think, right now. Yeah. Um, Big Irv, also still not convinced that Taylor is the answer, is the answer at slot. Yeah, I don't think that's gone particularly well. I think it started well, and I just – I don't think you've seen the growth from him at that position – that you would have hoped for. I mean, he's still, he's still, you know, that's a, that's not an easy transition to make. You know, I think he's still learning. You know, I think that's one of the examples of like, I'm not going to say like, well, he's, he can't do it at this point, but it's yeah. definitely hasn't been that type of performance that you're like, he is no brainer slot corner. The frustrating thing is like, it's the only way you can get him on the field right now. And I wouldn't, I, the, and, and like, so do you consider, Moving him outside, um, if Marshawn misses time, and say, maybe going to, yeah, maybe going to an Ugo Amadi. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I don't think you'd upgrade in the slot with Ugo Amadi, but would you maybe upgrade on the outside? I don't know because Ike played really well. I personally, and I, I don't know. I have nothing basing off this. I just don't feel like Alante's happy in that slot role. It's a tough, like not a lot, like. It, you know, I don't think Bradley loved it either. Like, I think that it's just not a position. It's why you see safeties, right? Because, you know, I think safeties kind of profile better into 
coming down and, and playing that kind of hybrid linebacker role. Whereas corners, it's a bit of, it's a more difficult transition because you're used to just being man up. It's, you know, and you, and you got the sideline and you get chances for, you know, PBUs. And now you're trying to, you haven't trying to chase TJ Hawkinson. And that's a, no one, no cornerback comes into the league. It's like, oh, I desperately want to cover tight ends. Um, so, so, yeah. so maybe you get Alante with Paulson and then maybe Howden. Yeah, Howden could be an option. You know, that's, that's a good point. I, I don't know, you know. I think you still want Howden to be your dime safety kind of guy, but okay. you know, maybe 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 that is something you look at is who okay who's your best option at slot corner if you decide okay we want to move Alante outside. But again, Ike has been really good outside, right. so I don't even know if that's an upgrade. Like Alante has been good too when he's had the opportunity, but it, would you be better? Then you're changing two positions instead of one, and just logic would dictate that you'd rather not do that. And you haven't, and, and, and Alante has been laser focused on the slot. He has not been focused on the outside. So that would be a change. So who knows? Maybe that would hurt him on the outside. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be a question to answer. I expect you'll see Alante stay in the slot, though. Maybe next year you can talk about the, the options there. But yeah. No, I'll definitely be curious to see what happens. Like you said, if, if Lattimore, hopefully we're not, we don't have to worry about that. And Lad is back for the Falcons game. Week yeah. 12 for crying out loud. Correct. I think it's funny that people are saying Frank Reich should be fired. I was like, well, Frank <laughs> Fr- Frank Reich didn't even get to pick his quarterback. <laughs> There's just no leash in the NFL anymore, man. It's that's the that's the frustrating thing. Oh, you know, the the tight end situation remains a mystery and uh, I guess along with other things that just perplexing in this season is just uh, not being able to find Juwan, like after Forster's, you know, awful, no good, terrible drop in the end zone. We don't even look at him anymore. And then Jimmy Graham's just chilling on the sidelines in his gear. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. And it's funny because like, like you could say like, oh, maybe it's just a Derek Carr thing. Maybe he just doesn't feel comfortable throwing to certain guys. But like, substantively Jawan and Darren Waller are similar players. Like if he could make you know, if he could make Darren Waller into a superstar, you'd think that that would be a comfort level thing for him that he would want to take advantage of. You know, he knows Foster, but for some reason he just hasn't been throwing to tight ends and you know, last week he did and then everyone complained and threw to Mike Thomas instead. (laughs) Sadly you say Waller and now I put Hawkinson in that same category. Hawkinson was really good. He's kind of a weird looking dude, but he's really good. Yeah. He's not scoring Taylor Swift. That is true. He's definitely not. <sighs> okay. I don't see anything here. Okay. So the one thing that is worth noting. So the Saints have beaten the Titans, the Panthers, the Patriots, the Colts, and the Bears. The uh, so Bears. That's a rough list of like, oh, these are the teams we're better than. Because right. everyone's better than them. Those and might be the five worst teams in the league, other than the Colts. Colts <laughs> are in the middle. Colts are about where the Saints are. They're five and five. No, it's it's obviously that it doesn't give you, uh, you know, a, a ringing endorsement of what they've accomplished right now. I mean, right, you've lost to Vikings, Jags, Texans, uh, Bucks, and of course the wonderful Green Bay Packers. Yeah, here's here's one. Boom, bam. As a Vikings fan, I assumed Taysom Hill was injured. <laughs> Only thing that would make sense. 
I'm sure Minnesota defense had him factored in. Yeah. And it's like, you could say like, Oh, he might not have the, the, the scheme they're running. It might, it wouldn't have been particularly effective, but like, yeah. Do they totally want to ignore the stat of the, the them being 17 and one? That stat is it's like we're we we are gonna prove them wrong, and then it's like oh shit, I mean, we should have got him the ball. The stat is it is not. I mean, it's a stat that exists, but that doesn't mean it's like you think if they ran Taysom seven times in that game, they would have won. Yep, that's the power of Taysom. <laughs> Just <laughs> Taysom to me is like that superhero running down the field. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yeah. I mean, maybe magically they would have, the scoreline would have changed and it would be like the Space Jam moment where they lose 10 points without any explanation. I, I don't know. Prove it wrong for me, please, because that, that's, that, that's what is I'll working. Give you that. I'll give you that. Like, At least if they prove it incorrect, then we can stop talking about it. What was the one loss? What was the one? Oh, oh, I know what. You know, and, and the one... It sounds like the Matrix. The yeah. one is even like a, it's an asterisk because the one is that game against the Cowboys where he was actually starting at quarterback. Oh, okay. So it's not even a good example of like. Dun, dun, um, dun. Yeah. So like realistically, if you're talking about Taysom in Taysom's role, it, but you would have to eliminate some of the wins there too. But like, I, and I don't know, maybe maybe three, four of those games. So you'd, it'd probably be closer to like 12 and 0. So you could say, like, when in games Taysom is not starting a quarterback, they have never lost if they've given him seven or more carries. I don't know. To me, me too, it's very telling. Alvin Kamara said this year, he called him a bully for crying out loud. I'm like, give that man the ball more and let him bully everybody. He is a bully. They should just give him the first – they should just run Taysom the first seven plays of the game, and then everyone goes back in the locker room. (laughs) There you go, right. (laughs) I guess we're done here. (laughs) And give him that speech, fire everybody up, and then boom, we're ready to go. Next week. It's over. Not even worth playing. Everyone just goes Next time you talk to Dennis – you see Dennis Allen on the sideline, be like, I got this idea. I think think he actually said that. I think I stole that joke from him. Uh, oh really yeah i think he said that on uh, on, uh to bobby once because bobby always brings that up like the worst thing we could have done was tell bobby that stat um <laughs> anyway all right that's it anything else you want to hit and then we'll we'll get out of here uh definitely need to hit more of the bourbon cast for the bye week i think because we got uh like you said material to fill and uh some fun football to break down as we get ready for the next team as long as it's not $27 a glass, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll be all in on that idea. But that, was a, that wasn't even this podcast that I told that story. That's how far we've come in this, in this world. But this is Inside Black and Gold. Thanks, everyone, for listening. It's been a special mailbag edition. appreciate everyone who's here, everyone who dropped in a comment, question. If you have questions that weren't answered, you want to hit me up on Twitter. It's at Jeff underscore Nowak. You can hit up Steve at Steve Geller. WWL. Check out WWL.com for the latest news, notes, and analysis. We got takes from Bobby, takes from Deuce up there. Three up, three down. A lot of the stuff we talked about this week on the podcast. You can go check it out. And uh, without further ado, let's wrap this up. Saints on a bye. So, so are we. I'm looking forward to a week. <laughs> just hang out and watch football. I don't get to do that very often. So, that's fun. And, uh, yeah, who dat? Go Saints still. Yeah, yeah, Steve. Number one in the South. No, that's it. Still number one. Unless the Bucks can beat the 49ers. Then we're number two. But. And you know what? If that that happens, more power to the freaking Bucks for, for pulling that off. And you know what? The way this season has been, 
Wouldn't surprise me either. Why not? Yeah, would they beat the Jags by like 35 to 3 or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. They had lost four in a row. Come back. And the Jags had won five in a row. And the 49ers. I don't know. It's all. Exactly. But all right. Thanks, everyone, for watching, listening, as always. Who that? Go Saints. Peace out, y'all. Be easy.